from the X-Men is based on Gambit Johnson, a man known to tape firecrackers to playing cards and throw them at birds right here in Birdie, Springfield, Missouri. Live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower, you are listening to Spring Food Mo, America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. I am Andy Carr. And I'm on down there, Dan Howell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not feeling sleepy, Dan. You know why? Because we'll never rest. <laughs> Absolutely. Until we've eaten at all 300 locally owned Springfield wow. restaurants. Wow. That's the premise of our show that uh-huh. we made up ourselves. The one that I remember <laughs> all the time. Oh, <laughs> uh, Dan, what a weekend it's been. Oh, my goodness. Uh, a pretty good weekend in my estimate. Yeah. I'm so excited to talk about this restaurant, but. I will say this has been like ninety percent the best weekend and ten percent like the worst weekend ever. Oh wow! And we can get into that off mic. <laughs> Let's focus on the ninety percent though. Uh, last night, I went to an event called the Harvest Hang. It's like, I almost went to that. Yeah, uh, you should have gone. It's this sort of concert venue slash art space. It seems like it used to be a store, but it's just in a neighborhood in North Springfield, and some people have kind of turned it into this other you know collective slash entities meeting place i it's my understanding but they had an event friday night and then all through the day and evening saturday where bands played and there were art displays and there was like homebrew beer and the homebrew beer um about half of it i think was made by my friend colin who i mentioned last week and it was phenomenal we got to get colin on Uh, to talk about that beer we do i promised him next time we did a heat head coalition meeting he would be invited he's got to make some spicy beer yeah, he, I'm sure he has. Get the coalition together, Colin. He, whenever I walked in, you know, and I um, I think of myself as kind of a square these days. Like I used to be someone who went and did things and like fit in with a, not necessarily a weird crowd, but sure. you know, sort of the Springfield alternative scene <laughs> or whatever you want to say. But now I'm very square. I have a day job, like a career that I've had for six or seven years at this point. You're a real careerist. Yeah, and I'm 33, which I expected to be quite a bit older than other people at this event and it turned out no i was pretty there were people my age and older and people younger and it was a sure. pretty wide range there's probably like 60 people there they had pools like kitty pools in the backyard they had barbecue the shows were inside it was a small space so it felt really packed which is always really nice at a show and anyway um colin had i think three different beers on tap almost like a cascadia dark ale like cascadia hops oh which is a pretty intense hoppy beer but it's also dark which is one of my favorite things like i wow. love a dark or a black ipa doesn't sound like something i would like <laughs> even one bit that sounds bad <laughs> <laughs> he also had an american pale ale which was pretty good pale ale is not my favorite generally but he did a good version of it and then he also had an absinthe ale oh which wow. was fantastic that's wild what was the percentage I, on that uh it was pretty reasonable i think it was like five around oh, okay. five or something okay. the cascadia one was a little bit higher it was like 6.7 did it just but, have like a licorice anise taste or yeah it's it was a little bit it was a very complex flavor and you know what i don't know how to describe the flavor of sure. absinthe i wasn't prepared to do that <laughs> i think it's supposed to taste like licorice i don't know i've never you know, yeah. I've never swallowed the green fairy or whatever. <laughs> anyway, here's what I was going to say is I, I walked up and there were just people sitting out on the porch and they could not have been friendlier. Wow. In my mind, I kind of worked it up. I worked myself up and was like, oh, this is going to be like hard to be around people. And I got all anxious. That's silly. I always do that. It's like, should I even go? And they were so nice. They just gave me the rundown. Like, there's beer in the back. There's food. You know, if you want to donate some money to get in, you can, but don't worry about yeah. it. 
Everyone there was so friendly. There was a band playing when I got in, and it was like another dude I know was in the band. Sure. And I, I was like, dude, why didn't you tell me you were in a new band? He's like, oh, it was like our first show in town. They were called Misery Stairs, which is really <laughs> great. My buddy's name is Jason, who played bass, and they were so good. I like this really locked in rhythm section. And Colin's band was next, and his band has uh, they don't they don't use the same name every week, but oh, they're yes, called. I think I've heard of this <laughs> musical guest, uh, Colin, not, not Colin, Colin, uh, and then they just fill in the blank sure. every show. And this week, I believe they were the Does. Oh, okay. So I like he, that. He handed me a name tag that said mystery guest and told me to write my own thing <laughs> in there. So I don't know. I didn't do it. <laughs> Colin also gave me some very hot peppers, Ooh. <laughs> which I'm, we're going to have to try at some point, maybe. But anyway, it. that was really cool. And I went to Team Taco afterwards. Oh, awesome. Had a couple How tacos. was that? It was you very You were able good. to get in the door? I was. That wow. was the third attempt. Uh, the previous two had been foiled, one by them being out of food and the other by not wanting to wait in line. <laughs> I've had one attempt foiled by a, basically a combination. Yeah. They were out of what I wanted and the line was very long. I think I was the last person to get tacos that night. Oh, wow. I was definitely the last person to get the brisket tacos. It was like 9 o'clock and they put up the sold out sign and then shortly thereafter Shoot they were people closed. out with the broom behind you. Yeah, but I had a duck confit taco also. They like do special tacos Ooh. every day. And that was a special one for the day. I got to say, I like the brisket one better, but the t- duck confit was very good. So, wow. I, I think it's pretty safe to say that we, we probably shouldn't do like a formal review of them because we've talked about <laughs> them so many times already. And there may be some conflicts of interest. Who knows? But check them out. They're they really got real good. tasty tacos. Uh, you should probably just go there. You know, if y'all from Team Taco want to come on the show, you're welcome to come talk Absolutely. about stuff. So, formal invitation. Yeah. So that's my weekend. <laughs> yeah, I almost went to that show last night. Uh, my girlfriend actually went to the Friday night portion oh. and said it was lovely. Said oh, it, there was a like time. a country band and then some yeah. other band. Uh, but yeah, she liked it a lot. There were doggies running around. <laughs> <laughs> At Sounds one point, like a good time. one of the acts was playing and a dog just went and sat up in the stage area. Oh. It wasn't the stage. It was a floor, sure. but like the designated music area. And it was so cute. That's it was the great. Best. That's the best. Let's get more dogs at shows. We guys. should get more dogs at shows. That's Just for sure. Dogs getting stepped on. <laughs> no. Shows. Hey, kind of shows I go to. Um, uh, there was a moment whenever I reached down to pet the dog and Colin reached down at the same time and I made it first and I said, oh, sorry, I dog block you. <laughs> sorry, I dog blocked you. Wow. <laughs> mm. He didn't feel too bad about it. Just, just stick to the spring food mode for more, <laughs> more of that comedic gold. Oh, speaking of gold, Ooh. I guess I shouldn't spoil our review too soon, but let's learn a little bit about shrimp and Bayou Classics. Mm. Chris Crow grew up in Springfield, but he left after high school to attend Louisiana State University. Chris likes to say his major at LSU was beer and crawfish and that he did real well. He gave that same quote to three different journalists. I mean, as he should have, it's pretty funny. After college, Chris stayed in Louisiana, where he spent several years as a construction worker, during which time he fell in love with Cajun food and learned how to cook it himself. It wasn't just the flavor, it was the spirit of it, the events and rituals associated with the food. A traditional Gulf Coast shrimp boil is a massive party. Lots of people gather to eat pounds and pounds of shrimp, cooked and served outside in a huge pot with zesty spices, potatoes, lemons, and more. You just pick the shrimp up with your fingers and peel it with your hands and eat it. 
If you've been to a shrimp or crawdad boil, then you probably already know just how easy it is to fall in love with this style of cooking. Not just the food, but the entire culture surrounding it. In Louisiana, there's basically no difference between eating and partying, as it should be. After a couple decades and change living in Louisiana, Chris Crow decided to move back to Springfield to take care of his mom. Chris quickly discovered he just couldn't get his Cajun food fixed down here in southern Missouri. He couldn't even find all the ingredients needed to do it right himself. And so Chris made the logical choice. He partnered with some friends, bought a trailer, and opened up his own specialty restaurant right here in the Ozarks, Shrimp and Bayou Classics, a down-home sort of shrimp shanty way out on West Republic Road. It's true, there are a few other places in town to get Cajun food, but Shrimp and Bayou Classics is the only one left that offers something like a true Louisiana experience. Son of a gun, we'll have big fun on the bio. Shrimp and Bayou Classics opened sometime around late 2012 or early 2013. I couldn't really tell for sure. Chris is quick to insist that his restaurant is not a food truck. His place predates the food truck craze by a bit, and plus, it's stationary, a trailer, parts of which are elevated by concrete blocks. The structure looks a lot like some of the permanent food stands at the fair, with a couple old picnic tables and an awning screened in by loose, raw plastic. You could imagine anti-hero detectives Rusty Rust Cole and Martin Marty Hart pulling off the highway to grab some grub here after a particularly harrowing investigation. There's one of those portable roadside marquee signs with an arrow, a trusty North Star guiding starving passers-by from the rumbling darkness into the loving arms of Cajun cooking. You can get all kinds of food at Bayou Classics. There's shrimp, crawfish, catfish, sausage, chicken, jambalaya, etouffee, bacon-wrapped chicken quarters, and alligator. There's a place in Springfield, Missouri, where you can eat alligator bites. Now, here's the coolest thing about Shrimp and Bayou Classics. Remember how earlier I said that some of the important ingredients for Cajun food couldn't be found in Springfield? Chris Crow's workaround for that problem is driving all the way down to Louisiana twice a month and bulk buying hundreds of pounds of seafood. He hauls it all back up to Springfield, breads it, fries it, and serves it out of a shack. It's so cool. In an older article I found, Chris Crow implies that he's not in the food business for the money. He just wants to cover the price of gas. That really resonated with me. It's a lot like how we run this podcast. As I record this, it's been several years since my single visit to Shrimp and Bayou Classics. I haven't tried it yet for the show, but I have to say, I'm rooting for this one. I really want it to be great. Or at least to live up to the philosophies behind it. Woo! 
Shrimp and Bayou Classics. I'm so excited, Dan. Oh, me too, Mulcherry. <laughs> this one's got me fired up. <laughs> so I had been to Shrimp and Bayou Classics once before. Years ago, me and my buddy Jake used to really be into going to try po'boys around Absolutely. town. I had every po'boy in Springfield the available whole thing. at that point. There was another place um, in that shopping center on Battlefield that has like the Wingstop and the Food for Less and Village East Egg, the Grotto, all that, called Big Pops that also did the thing where they would run, drive down to oh, Louisiana yeah. and, and come back and they were open four or five days a week. It's a very similar business model, except it was in the center of the city. And we swore that that was the best one, but... I mean, we may have been wrong. Oh. We may have been wrong. <laughs> oh. So we got a lot to talk about, Dan. You've been there before? Andy, I have not been there before. However, I have been told to go there uh-huh. on three separate occasions. The first of which was on New Year's Eve, maybe New Year's Day. I think it was after midnight. Uh-huh. Just let it all hang out. <laughs> yes, I was letting it all <laughs> hang out. And who did I see but... Luke from the Pretending to Be People podcast. He was the first person to ever tell me about this place. He recommended it to me nine months ago. (laughs) I could have had a baby between now and then. (laughs) And you did. (laughs) And maybe I should reserve this for the end. But Luke, Luke, I'm sorry. I'm sorry it took us so it long. Should not have. Yeah. Other than that, I had two employees uh, at the job that I work at co-workers if you will they're not my employees two of your employees at the gold mine that <laughs> yes. you own yes <laughs> you have to be very vague because the conditions are non-union to say the least <laughs> non-union gold mine in Springfield <laughs> one of those classic non-union so we're in the Galloway area mines. people think it's limestone yes absolutely it's gold yeah, they knocked it down Danny's gold uh, yes but two work co-workers within the last week or so recommended it to me and huh. then I pitched it to you because they had told me about the man traveling all the way down to Louisiana bi-monthly, and I thought that that was so cool that it, we, we just had to do it. Another reason is that it's up for sale. It is, yeah. Or as the sign on the bulletin board Ugh. there says, Shrimp and Bio is up... Uh, because the printer sort of <laughs> Oh, just no, I've, I've seen it many times now. <laughs> bleeds off me. there. I'm going to read it for you. <laughs> The hard work is already done. Still growing client base. 5,500 likes on Facebook. 100% solid sales in last three years. Perfect opportunity to increase sales by 50% with a profit margin, 20% or more. Now, this is the part that I think is pretty cool. Owner willing to stay on for up to one year with Louisiana Louisiana Connection. Connection. I want to see that movie, Louisiana Connection. Speak to Chris. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, should we buy it? (laughs) Oh my goodness! Yeah, that that was something I mentioned to you because they, my coworkers, told me that it was he, the man selling it. He's uh-huh. trying to sell it to somebody. I think the year window is really important because then you can teach. Yeah. He can teach the new person to cook it the way he does. Yeah, because he cooks it pretty good. <laughs> he cooks it all right. <laughs> oh man, I'm excited. Let's start with the sides. We got Let's so many it. sides to talk about, and then a, lot a few of entrees. So, so two. Of my three, yes, three orders of shrimp and bayou classics. <laughs> Only open four days a week. Managed to go three times. Three out of the four. Came with slaw. Now, their slaw is clearly homemade. I don't think it's any kind of Cisco product. I, it's probably just a dole package of slaw. I don't think the cabbage is hand cut or uh-huh. anything like that. 
Very basic mayonnaise slaw, but it has a special tinge to it. And here's what I think it is. A little apple cider vinegar, yep, Andy. Definitely vinegary. I Specifically apple cider vinegar. At first, I didn't love it. And then you get to, you get kind of get past the actual slaw portion and you get to the watery part in the bottom because it's a watery slaw. You got a lot of stuff there for, I mean, throwing out if you're a fool or dipping if you're a man of science like myself. <laughs> I dipped my po' boy in that slaw juice and I mean, we'll get to the po' boys, but it, it enhanced it at least 20% on an already say perfect po' boy. You can't go over 100%. Unless you dip it in the slaw, yeah, then you can. yeah. I, I mean, if you dip it in the slaw sauce, whereas I have coined sloss. the sloss, uh, that that's just boosting it up right there. Mm-hmm. I, I would definitely recommend their slaw. All right, I tried shrimp creole. This was my least favorite. I'm gonna go least favorite to most favorite. This is a with side. The sides. Yeah, it was a side. It's a kind of stew made with diced tomatoes and shrimp, along with what's called just about everywhere I researched the Cajun food holy trinity of onions, green bell peppers, and celery. Absolutely. It's served over rice. Your mirepoix. Yeah. The shrimp creole was my, like I said, it was my least favorite thing that I tried. I didn't dislike it, but the flavor was a little neutral and mild for my taste. Almost like a purely tomato taste with the occasional bite of shrimp. Sure. Maybe people would like this. This just wasn't something that was particularly appealing to me. Just a little neutral yeah, tasting for absolutely. me. absolutely. So. Now, their po' boys at least their regular ones, not on special, all come standard with that slaw and then a bag of Lay's original potato chips. Uh Gotta say, I was a little disappointed. This was my first trip. I opened it up, saw it was Lay's original potato chips. They were perfect. They were perfect (laughs) with it. Just like the slaw, they're something to be added to the sandwich. There's a lot of just mixing and matching that can be done Mm -hmm. here. Something I noticed with everything else that I've ordered I'm not going to say anything special about Lay's potato chips, but they were perfect on there. Throw them on the po' boy. Yeah. I did a to-go order on Friday evening, brought it to a group of people. I got to say, it took a long time to get out there and a long time to get back, and not just because it's far away. It's also because there is construction on the Highway 65 right now. So if you're trying to head south, uh, any time when it's busy, you're looking at about double or more. <laughs> any the amount of time that you would be on the road. So. I'm not even 100% sure we are within Springfield city limits right now. And I'm, I'm just going to kind of push that to the yeah, side. Doesn't matter. Forget that it was even a rule. Yeah, who cares? This place is, we need to talk about it. It demands to be talked about. So uh, one of the people that I brought the food to is my friend Michelle, who is from Louisiana and is a Cajun cook herself. I believe I've mentioned before that she has cooked one of the best meals I've ever had, if not the best meal I've ever had, which is the aforementioned shrimp boil, which is kind of an annual, semi-annual thing with her. There's one coming up in like three weeks. Can't wait. (laughs) Happy birthday, Michelle. And happy everything else to everyone else who gets to celebrate her birthday with a shrimp boil. Okay. (laughs) Now, the reason I bring this up is because earlier I heard you say, maybe off mic, jambalaya. Mm. And she has always said jambalaya. I've heard that. Now, I was jambalaya until I met Michelle. And then I switched, you know, because she's from Louisiana. Sure. So with her pronunciation. I tried some jambalaya as one of my sides. I went twice this weekend. 
Jambalaya is a rice-based stewed dish, for those who don't know. Most Cajun varieties include onions, bell peppers, and celery, the Holy Trinity, and whatever type of meat or seafood the chef or you know cook decides. The Bayou Classics jambalaya seems to be made mostly with chicken and shrimp. When you hear the word stew, it usually brings to mind something brothy or soupy. Sure. This is what it brings to my mind. But that's not the case here. Uh, the broth has either been drained or absorbed by the rice, and you're left instead with a sticky blend of all the ingredients together. So because of that, the flavor is pretty homogenous, even including the meats, and the variety comes from the different textures. Uh, the rice is soft and sticky. The veggies blend in with it. The small chicken chunks are tender and juicy, and the shrimp is the chewiest element, though it's not tough, and it's yeah. not chewy. It's just the chewiest element. Uh, the jambalaya, it's not a mind blower or anything, but it's a really nice side. You know, just a nice uh, way to cut uh, <laughs> your entree with. I, don't know. <laughs> yeah. I like the jambalaya. That's what I'm saying. You know, sometimes you need to cut your entree with baking powder. <laughs> you got to step on it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I go to my, <laughs> yeah, it's when I go to my gym dealer. <laughs> yeah. Now, with one of my po' boys, instead of the standard laced potato chips and slaw, they were offering Creole potato salad, so I went with that. Gotta say, this was pretty lovely, Andy. Red potatoes, mm. diced celery, and white onion, heavily, heavily seasoned in spicy Creole seasoning. This was a spicy potato salad, something like I've never had before. Um, I mean, it, it wasn't anything super special, but clearly once again, not a Cisco product, all the sides down to even the potato salad yeah. and the very basic slaw are clearly made by this man. Chris. Yeah. And there is a farmer's market right across yes. in the same little, uh, roadside area. I'm guessing that's probably where they source a lot of those vegetables. I would hope so. I yeah. mean, I, I went over and looked at some of them and, and they had some lovely produce mm -hmm. over there. I tried the seafood gumbo. Okay. Gumbo is also a stewed dish, but it's typically more flavor forward than jambalaya because the broth stays in it. Gumbo is typically made with some kind of meat stock or dark roux mixed with some kind of thickening agent. <laughs> sure. The roux. And, yeah, yeah you're right. And it's also cooked with meat, onions, bell peppers, and celery. The Holy yeah, Trinity. Absolutely. The Bayou Classic Gumbo is almost like a meat gravy, like a deep, dark brown meaty stew served over rice. Everything's got rice. It was savory and delicious, and the rice texture gives it this added depth of, you know, texture. <laughs> the gumbo is pretty heavily seasoned also. Initially, it's not too spicy, but it has a bit of an afterburn, some heat that sneaks up on you after sure. you swallowed it. I really loved that. Mm, it was good. Andy, I had the gumbo as well. Um, they were actually giving away free orders of gumbo, 12 to 4 on Fridays. What? Small orders. I think they were probably smaller than their actual $4 small size. Mm. Kind of a miniature size, a say, side order. It needs to be mentioned that $4 small size is very small. <laughs> oh. It's very small. Yeah, that's small. Okay. <laughs> maybe it is. Maybe it is the small size. I got to say, Andy. I didn't love the gumbo. Oh, I was okay. actually, I was sick on Friday. Sure. I called into work, something I rarely do, but I had a very upset tummy, and I saw that Shrimp and Bayou Classics was giving away free gumbo <laughs> with all of their stuff, so I was like, oh, a nice, soupy, delicious, hot broth that will really cure what ails me. Mm -hmm. You seem good today. Andy, I, I mean, I certainly don't think the gumbo did anything worse, but <laughs> as you described it, thick 
brown and served over rice. Yeah. It is not brothy in the least. I it's like I'm, a gravy. Yeah. I, I was mostly just confused. I, I think it was the standard gumbo, not the seafood yeah. gumbo. So yeah. maybe there was a difference in taste there as well. I'm going to go ahead and chalk this up to me not knowing what a true Louisiana gumbo is sure. until just then. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're a dummy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I just really wanted something soupy. I'm not going to hold it against shrimp and Bayou classics at all. I think if you are from Louisiana, try the gumbo. Tell me you don't even need to tell me I'm if I'm right or wrong. Against I'm wrong. My tongue. <laughs> <laughs> you seem to like it a lot I more did, than yeah. I did. Uh, but I think it was more just because I was so thrown sure. off and so expecting. And again, I, I tried the seafood. So different, so different gumbos yep. for different, <laughs> different gumbos for different folks. dumbos. <laughs> 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 we both got there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I guess we better get into those entrees. Oh, boy. Now, I was wondering if we were going to class gumbo as an entree. Well, it served as a side. Sure. So I think in this case, we should uh, consider it a side. You can't get a large. and It can be your I meal. wonder how big that $9 order is. I'd I'm very curious, curious. It should be at least double, you know, the size of the small. But the small is very small. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's really not enough for, for $4, I think. And that's like the one big complaint I have with this yeah. place is the sides are a little bit too expensive for what they are. Yeah. The entrees are not. I feel like the entrees are very the entrees, fairly priced. I mean, they're fairly priced, certainly. It's 11 to $15 price point, but for what you're getting and the quality, I, I don't think we even need to talk about you the price. You can comfortably split just about any of these entrees oh, yes. with another person. Especially the po' boys. Yeah. Which... I mean, I have more than half of a po' boy sitting in the fridge right now. <sighs> Speak of the poor and, devil. And half of the other <laughs> <laughs> leftovers that oh. I have two full, two half meals left in there. Cool. You should like put them together, make a Franken po' boy. Yeah, I, maybe I will. <laughs> All right. So I think we've got three po' boys between us, and then I also tried two other things. So let's start with one of my other things and then end with one of my other I things. I wish we had three po' boys between <laughs> us right now. I'd be slamming two and a half po' boys. <laughs> <laughs> I tried the catfish. Ooh. I got a catfish uh, combination platter with something else I'll get to in a little bit. According to my friend Michelle, the catfish here isn't actually prepared in traditional Cajun fashion. She told me that Cajun catfish is typically sliced very thin and small and then fried in a thick cornmeal breading where you get something like a one-to-one fish-to-breading ratio. However, at Bayou Classics, you get thick slices of catfish, maybe like a full one and a half centimeters, maybe even two centimeters at the thickest point. And then the breading is pretty thin, and it seems to be flour-based instead of cornmeal-based. At any rate, the catfish has been fried to just the right level. The meat inside was soft and rich. Mm. It had so much flavor, much more flavor than you generally expect from fish. I mean, catfish Especially usually catfish. has... Oh, you think so? I, I, I haven't found... I, I think the f- catfish I've had has all just been kind of low quality and yeah. hasn't had a whole lot. This was not low quality. This was some of the highest quality fish mm. I've had around town. And I'm sure it's because it's not from around town. Most of the time <laughs> I have fish is stuff that's like caught from Table Rock Lake. Absolutely. AKA mutants. <laughs> Mutant fish. <laughs> the breading was mildly seasoned, just a little zip to it, and it was crispy. Now, keep in mind that this had traveled for 30 to 40 minutes. It was a full 70-minute you know, round trip to this place and to bring it back. And it still had some crispiness to it. I strongly suspect that this was very crispy when Mm. it first arrived. 
Uh, it had a nice crunch to it. It was so awesome. I really loved the catfish, especially when dipped in the house-made tartar sauce, which was especially great. So great that I didn't realize it was tartar sauce, which I usually don't like. It was a thick tartar, and the pungency was like greatly reduced from your store-bought variety of tartar sauce. And there was even a little hint of citrus that complemented the catfish flavor. Oh, it was so good. I want it all right now. Yeah. I want to be eating it right now. You even offered to bring some, and I have so much in the fridge that I was like, no. I can't let him do this. I can't have three half meals from this place in my (sighs) fridge. Tell me about your first po' boy. Now you can get the po' boys with any of their meats. You could have gotten a catfish po' boy even. Mm -hmm. I imagine that would be pretty tasty. I think they're all dressed about the same. I went with the traditional shrimp. There's three shrimp options. I think steamed, traditional, or butterfly. Uh, The traditional, at least, is deep-fried battered shrimp mm-hmm. i imagine the butterfly comes is out of also the pupa that yes <laughs> i think there were about 10 to 15 shrimp on this barbie <laughs> on this barbie <laughs> <laughs> came with shredded lettuce white onion sliced tomato crinkle cut pickles mayonnaise question yeah. mark it might have been tartar sauce i have that in my yes. notes too yeah all on a beautiful chewy french bread roll <sighs> Wide enough to hold all of that stuff I just said. This is a half roll, probably about five inches, uh-huh. but so wide. Just they roll deep. <laughs> they <laughs> do you indeed roll deep <laughs> and wide. <laughs> this is the first thing on the menu. It's it's a traditional shrimp po' boy. Uh-huh. I I have. I don't even know what to say about this. I love it. Yeah. I love the way it's dressed. I love the pickle on there. It's this is perfect. I love po' boys. That's why I love you, Dan. Po, <laughs> you're a po' boy. Yeah. I realize that the traditional po' boy involves deep fried seafood, like what you got. But sure. over the years, I have really taken a liking to po' boys with various types of unbreaded shrimp, meaning you know barbecued, steamed, Sounds grilled. Great. The bread on bread can be a lot. You know, it's a, it's a lot of bread for a bite. My buddy Jake uh, used to make the best po' boys with shrimp he cooked on a barbecue grill. He would just skewer them and then set them on there, and that was awesome. And plus, I've been trying to be a little healthier in general, so I chose to try the steamed shrimp po' boy. It comes on a massive piece of wide French bread, sure. tough and crunchy on the outside, soft and airy on the inside, from the bottom up, there's a thick layer of rich mayo, then a pile of lettuce, then huge slices of fresh, deep red tomato. Yes. Then some pickle medallions or crinkle cut pickles, as you said. You know, I don't generally like pickles, but man, if they really tied this whole thing together. That's why I don't think it's tartar sauce. I think the pickle bite mm-hmm. it gives a tartar sauce flavor. Yeah, and of course, on top of all that is like... 20 steamed shrimp. Yes. They're small. They're the little guys. So many shrimp. Too many for the sandwich to contain. Let's be honest. With the po' boy, all that really matters is the bread. You can have subpar ingredients, but if the bread is good, then everything else barely matters. Fortunately, Bayou Classics has high quality ingredients, and the bread is just fantastic. I wonder it's, where they get this bread. I don't know. I don't know. It's rich. It's a little buttery. So crunchy, and yet so soft. 
and it's also the exact right size. It's big, but not so big as to overpower the flavors of everything inside. Absolutely. I really can't emphasize enough just how good those tomatoes were also. I suspect they probably came from the farmer's market, like we said. The mayo added another layer of richness. Maybe it was tartar sauce. Who knows? The shrimp were unseasoned. If I have a complaint about this, it's that. I wish the shrimp had had a little like Old Bay seasoning or something sprinkled on there. Actually, I wish Bayou Classics provided any kind of hot sauce I could have slathered on. I didn't see any Absolutely, anywhere, but I also yeah. didn't ask because I'm a coward. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But honestly, who cares? This is an excellent po' boy, even without anything added. I mean, it was so, so good. And I was sitting there on the picnic tables. We didn't even really talk about it. This is just by the side of the road. There's three picnic tables. It's a shack. There's a marquee with an arrow pointing in. It said Black and Shrimp Saturday. Easy to miss. On it. I just sat out there, ate my po' boy. And enjoyed that moment. Then I went to a movie. Yeah, there, I think that I think that's kind of what you need to do, especially if you live far away from there. Is uh-huh. just eat it there. Yep. Sit in your car. Sit at the bench. Eat it right there. I think it's not required, considering how good my takeout was, mm. and you know how long it took to get to our destination. But also, yeah, ideally go there, order something, anything off the menu that sounds good to you, and just sit and enjoy everything yep. about it. It can be super hot. Like that's part of the experience too the picnic area is shaded but you know it's still gonna be hot outside. So what the website says it's not a food truck it's not a restaurant it is a traditional shrimp shack like you would find on the bayou yeah and where's it hot the bayou, <laughs> the bayou. <laughs> it sounds like we're wrapping up we're not <laughs> not even close <laughs> go ahead with your other po boy dan oh my goodness i also wanted to go with something not fried on a po boy it was a saturday so you check out Shrimp and Bayou Classics Facebook. Look for the specials. I believe they have specials maybe every day, at least Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays that often aren't posted on the Facebook until minutes before they open at 11 a.m. or in today's case, uh-huh. after they open <laughs> at 11 a.m. But this is stuff that you can't get the rest of the week. Stuff I think that he just grabs ingredients for down in Louisiana and makes something new and special every single week on Saturday. I had to choose from the blackened shrimp served on jambalaya. Delicious sounding Mm. boudin balls also served on jambalaya. (sighs) Sounds incredible. Boo Dan. (laughs) (laughs) But I went with the roast beef po boy (sighs) served with Creole potato salad. This was slow roasted shredded beef, like from a crock pot. The only thing that could enter my mind, and then I couldn't get it out of my Mm -hmm. mind. I had it locked in there. Yeah. Was that it tasted like my mom's roast beef. Oh. Which I don't know if you have a dictionary laying around, but I think that might be the definition of comfort food. Uh Uh-huh. Whenever I called in my order, Chris took it and he said, Man, that roast beef's good today. It's like, all right. <laughs> Whenever I came and picked up my order again, he remarked, "Man, that roast beef is good. I've been in since eight a.m. this morning, and I've been eating on it all day." <laughs> and this was at eleven a.m. Uh. This roast beef po' boy was so good. It was dressed the exact same as the other po' boy I had. Just simple, piled with shredded, slow cooked roast beef in its juices. Once again, it traveled very well. That French roll has such integrity because of its outer crust Uh that even this wet beef couldn't soak through it in like the 
20, 25 minute yes. drive it took. Yes. I, I have nothing else to say about it. It it was incredible. If you can find this on special drive out there, go get it. Don't deny yourself. There's one more thing to talk about, and I think it might be like the most special thing you can get <sighs> at a place that is profoundly special mm. already. This is the boneless bacon wrapped stuffed chicken quarter. Wow. A chicken quarter is not actually a quarter of a chicken, but a particular method of cutting chicken that results in about a fourth, a quarter of the actual meat on the chicken, if that makes sense. The cut is a thigh, a drumstick, and part of the back. And in the Bayou Classics, they wrap the chicken quarter with a strip of bacon and then take the opened end of the thigh and stuff it with Cajun rice. I have to assume they do all that before baking it because the bacon on the top is crispy. And on the bottom, where it's not directly exposed to the heat, it's softer. The bacon's softer. On the inside, the rice is pretty heavily seasoned. You can see flecks of seasoning on it. And it's almost gooey from having absorbed the juices from the chicken, Dan. It does maintain some of that grainy rice texture, though. I I loved the bacon-wrapped stuffed chicken quarter. Wow. The blend of different textures is awesome. The combination of different types of fatty richness, the dark meat chicken, the slightly crispy red meat bacon, along with the seasoning of the rice is unlike anything I've had anywhere else in town. I wish it was closer to home for me so I could have it all the time. I also wish that you'd have tried it because for me, this is a Pantheon level dish. Yeah, we had a little bit of a communication breakdown. Yeah. I think you thought that I had had yep. it yep. and I was asking if you had had it as to not try too many of the same things. Yeah. I think we pretty quickly after our first visits there knew that this was someplace that we needed to cover extensively. Mm -hmm. And that was very special. In fact, you and a tech said to me, man, this place is special. Well, well, we, we very rarely do that. Well, we, we can go over this. I meant to send you a text that said, this is a special place. <laughs> and what the text somehow got auto auto corrected to us. God is a special place. <laughs> <laughs> I think I responded. I think I know what you mean by that. Because My autocorrect has been out of control lately. You know, that look, is a totally bizarre God. one. Won't he do it? <laughs> Dan, it seems insane that we have to even have a rating segment for this because it seems pretty clear uh, the direction we're going to be heading. But how many roadside shrimp shacks would you rate? Shrimp and Bayou Classics out on Far West Republic in Springfield, Missouri, the town of our Lord. I, Andy, I don't know how to vamp for this at all. Uh, don't. I guess just rewind the podcast and listen to yeah. the last 30 minutes of us going on about it. The, this is five stars. It's unreal. It's five roadside shrimp shacks. It's five uh, old-timey brothels like we did for Lindbergh's <laughs> sure. way back in episode one. It's five of all of them. This joins the ranks of like the biggest discoveries we've had on the show. Yeah. I mean, I wish it was closer because I would integrate this into my regular routine. It's so good. Everyone listening should go try it. Yes. Like this isn't something we normally do, obviously, but I'm 100% advocating on behalf of this place. It is truly special. Yeah, I, I was up there. An old lady was talking to Chris as she was getting her order. Um, you know, a, a woman in her 40s, early sure. 40s. Your, your so. type. Yes. <laughs> 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 um, that's not how I view women. Uh, she, she was a perfectly normally sure, aged yeah. lady. <laughs> um, she said to Chris, oh, you can't go sell in this place. 
And he said something to the effect of, yep, I'm going to. I'm out of here. <laughs> so this is not a drill. Yeah, it is happening. We're not going to save shrimp and Bayou classics, at least under Chris's yeah. management by our excellent spring food mm-hmm. mo patronage. But this is for you. The listeners get out there and you, you have to try this. Make the trek a pilgrimage of patronage do it yeah it's it's your civic duty really it's it's right there above voting and mm-hmm. below i guess jury duty a pair of fibers from your boys at spring food <laughs> oh, wow wow <laughs> <laughs> and when you go it is imperative that you check the bulletin board there for the specials of the day. The basic menu is obviously incredible. There's so much stuff on there that you can get the chicken quarters, the po'boys, all delicious. But look at the Facebook if you're calling it in. Check the bulletin board. Just to give you an example, here on Sunday, 818, here are the specials. Boudin balls served over jambalaya. That was Boudin. the same. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm sorry, Andy. That was the same as Saturday. You've got the roast beef po' boy, also the same as Saturday, and then you've got the Sunday special sampler, uh-huh. which allow me to make a meal of this, Andy. <sighs> we got bacon wrapped shrimp. Mm-hmm. I took shrimp, they wrapped wrapped bacon around them. We got fried catfish. Mm-hmm. You talked about that. I think you, you seem to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Crawfish. Wait, crawfish pie. What? crawfish pie andy now this i i had to ask him whenever i was up there what is a crawfish pie Uh and he showed it to me it was a triangular pasty a la you know london calling or your uh uh, jamaican patty company filled with crawfish etouffee good are you listening to me dan and now those are four things that I just listed uh-huh. off all on this sampler served with slaw. Sure. Why? Uh-huh. No, why not? Slawson and cheesy big easy. Now it doesn't have a description for cheesy big <laughs> easy, but seeing as we're reporters here in uh-huh. the field, I of uh-huh. course asked him. Chris told me that Cheesy Big Easy is, of course, macaroni and cheese, his special blend of a can of Rotel, and, of course, what I think he said was green onion sausage. Uh-huh. It also could have been gator sausage. I'm not sure. He doesn't have a thick Louisiana accent, yeah. but he certainly has an accent an thicker accent. than my own. Yeah. Um, couldn't quite understand what he said, but it's macaroni and cheese with sausage in it. That's uh-huh. $16 for those five things I just listed, <sighs> plus some slaw. What are you doing with yourselves, people? Why didn't you get one with a company card? I know. I, know. I really should have. <laughs> I should have used the I company card. I kept thinking we were going to have a surprise here, and here it is. I know. Yeah, this is the surprise. Okay. I've let us all down. So that's our review and rating for this week. As our listeners know, whenever we have the opportunity to try some exotic food available here in Springfield, Springfield, <laughs> Springfield, Springfield. Home of Jeremy Spinks <laughs> from Bodie's Food Truck. Anyway, when we have an opportunity like that, we take that opportunity. Absolutely. And today is one of those days. Today, Dan and I are going to be Gator Tasters. <laughs> Gator tasters have reptile smiles. 
gator tasters have reptile smiles. Wow, that was fantastic. <laughs> you, uh, we came up with this segment yesterday, uh-huh. and I said, we're going to need a drop. So <laughs> I just kind of laid that on you, obviously. What band um, does it sound like to you? I don't know. I was going to actually ask what your inspiration is. It, it sounds like some kind of slower 90s indie alt. Uh, like, like a band called Weezer, perhaps? Oh, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I've been listening to this podcast about the band Weezer for mm-hmm. the last week and a half or so. So I've just kind of wanted to experiment with uh, some Weezer sounds. We're not going to plug that podcast, that, <laughs> that major that huge podcast. podcast. <laughs> not until they plug us. <laughs> well, it's done. So I don't think they're going to plug us anytime right. soon. But no. Weezer's always coming up with something new yeah well anyway our beloved shrimp and bayou classics yeah. serves alligator bites yes and we're here to try them right now on microphone for you oh alligator danny <laughs> went and grabbed some this morning went out way to west republic right when they opened and drove over to the studio after it only took him an hour <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> now this really is going to put the power of the rachel ray oh. bag we're, we're going to be testing that. Is this a gator po' boy? No, I got the platter, which comes with red beans and rice, which mm. I did not get to try, as well as some more of my beloved slaw. Slaw. Might be some remoulade on there, too. It looks like a different sauce than the other platters came with. That's definitely remoulade. Hmm. And uh, half of an Italian roll, much like you would get with a po' boy. I think this was $2 more than the po' boy. You mean French roll? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one of those French rolls from Italy. I'm going to bite into this here gator bite. These are about Chick-fil-A chicken nugget size bites. It tastes a lot like chicken. I'm not just saying that. You know, we do these segments every once in a while. Testing intestines. What what else have we tested that's exotic? As <laughs> Mostly just it. intestines. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of intestines. Um, going to go ahead and say I like these more than mm-hmm. intestines. <laughs> You can barely taste the gator. It's yeah. just like eating fried batter, which rules. <laughs> yeah, there, there's absolutely nothing off-putting about this. No. It it's, has a slightly different texture than chicken, but nothing, n- nothing that is not just completely normal to like American taste buds that you could serve this as chicken nuggets, and I don't think people would think twice. Got to say, loving that remoulade. I oh, wish yes. it had come on the po' boy that, that I ordered. That was great. You see many gators up close, Dan? IRL? <laughs> I, th- I think I've maybe seen my fair share, one or two. In your uh, backyard? Yeah. yeah. Out in Southern Springfield? Uh, South Florida, Omaha Zoo. I think that those are the three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a gator farm, I believe, just outside Biloxi, Mississippi, back before Hurricane Katrina. I'm not sure if it exists because of the hurricane. You know, it was pretty rough down there. And uh, saw hundreds and hundreds of gators. They take you out there on a very loud fan boat, like a massive fan boat. And, you know, some down-home dude just drives a big group of people around looking at gators. They don't look happy. They're all cooped up down there. That is wild. Hundreds of gators, you say. Yeah. Hmm. Hundreds. I had this awesome gator shirt that I recently found and was trying to remove the tag in, ripped the back. So oh, wow. <laughs> I was going to, I would have been wearing my gator shirt today had I not, you know, partially ruined it. Probably going to frame it for a poster or something. You know, uh, uh, a gator shirt from from the bayou, sometimes that's going to have a rip in the back. <laughs> sometimes true. you're going to get a, a, a weird little tan from the rip in the back of your gator shirt <laughs> you know second thought mm, should have worn it yeah <laughs> I, I, th- I think you maybe improved should have worn it to shrimp and bayou classic <laughs> oh my goodness been you right absolutely at home. should have <laughs> 
So yeah, Gator, not deviating at all from the rest of our ratings, I don't think. Yeah, I think I'll I I think I put this Gator up there with just about everything else we had. Fantastic. Love it. <laughs> Definitely not just recording this in advance <laughs> to <laughs> preserve <laughs> the quality of the Gator. I would order a Gator again. I think it would be good as like one part of a three-part, you know, entree platter. Absolutely. Dan just took a bite with the French bread. He's contemplating. He's so thoughtful. Have you ever seen the Statue of David? The bread just has a <laughs> lot of chew to it, you know? It's a, it's a good... I mean, for me, I do at least three chews. <laughs> that, that is so As opposed chews. to my normal one. <laughs> He's a three-chew shrew. All right, well, that about wraps up our show Look for this week. Sentient meat. However illusory our identities are, we craft those identities by making value judgments. Everybody judges all the time. Now you got a problem with that? You're living wrong. I'm sorry. Well, what was that? What, what Life's you... barely long enough to get good at one thing. Just be careful what you get good at. Hey, man, we're actually recording a podcast here, and this is the end of it. I sure hope what that old lady said was wrong. About death not being the end of it, old lady. That's my that's my co-host Dan. <laughs> he does have long he has long hair, but I'm sorry. Uh, I'm I'm gonna have to ask you to leave so we can finish our show. My old lady gets onto me for boozing and cruising, but you know this is a tough job, and gumbo just doesn't take the edge off anymore. Oh, good. We have two people now. Can one of you at least tell us who you are and maybe what you're doing here? Sir, I'm Detective Marty Hart. And you, sir? I'm Russ Cole. It's Thursday, and it's past noon. Thursday is one of my days off. (laughs) On my days off, I start eating Cajun food at noon. You don't get to interrupt that. What? What are you talking about? You interrupted us, and it's not Thursday. (laughs) What are you two doing here? Calm down, son. You're talking to officers of the law. Now, what my rough around the edges partner is trying to say is, heard you talking about Cajun food, and I like Cajun food just about as much as I like philandering. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, there really wasn't any innuendo there. You like to cheat on your partner? (laughs) To realize that all your life, all your love, all your hate, all your memory... All your pain, it was all the same thing. It was all the same dream you had inside a locked room. A dream about being a person. And like a lot of dreams, there's a monster at the end of it. Okay, so, are you guys here to talk about Cajun food? What's happening? Lasts barely long enough to get good at one thing. Just be careful what you get good at. Uh, don't mind him. His brain's fried from all the etouffee. And methamphetamines. And methamphetamines, that's right. Anyway, we just heard y'all talking about the bayou, and we thought you could use some input from a couple real-life Louisiana heroes who love Cajun food. Heck, the only thing I like more than Cajun food is extramarital affairs, if you know what I'm saying. Heroes like like the sandwich? <laughs> you guys... You guys, the Rustin Marty from the 
first season of the HBO television program, True Detective? From 2013? Yeah, you and I watched the end of that show together in Texas. I don't know, is time a flat circle? Listen, we're not here to talk about True Detective. We're here to talk about good things in life. Crawfish, catfish, and drinking till you black out and your wife wants to drag you into the garage so the kids don't see daddy peed himself. <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, this happens a lot, but you guys are actually too late. The show is over now. <laughs> Not to mention, you seem like some pretty bad dudes, like grade, grade Z people. World needs bad men. We keep other bad men from the door. Speak for yourself, Cole. I'm not a bad man. Would a bad man gamble away his kid's college fund on gator scratchers? Oh, sorry. Here I am talking my cell phone and then even silence my cell phone. Uh, man, if you need to take that, we we actually really need to end the show. Uh, hello. Uh, yeah, honey, I'm I'm kind of busy right now. Wait, what? Uh, a divorce? Baby, what's going on? It's out of nowhere. What'd I do? This place is like somebody's memory of a town. And the memory is fading. What? What'd I do? Man? It's like there was never anything here but jungle. What smell? All right, this seems like a good time to go ahead and end the show <laughs> again. And you could just let go. Finally know that you didn't have to hold on so tight. Baby, please. Well, if you'd like to support the show, you can leave (laughs) us a tip at uh, support.springfoodpod.com. Why would you do that? (laughs) Well, at any rate, make sure to subscribe on your preferred platform and tell a friend about the show if you think they'd like it. Yeah, or if they like uh, True Detective uh, Season 1 from 2013. (laughs) It was a good season of television. Uh, Timely. Yeah. Timely. Eternity where there is no time, nothing can grow. Hey, thanks Nothing for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really Nothing changes. And if you'd like to support our podcast, so death created time to grow the things that it would kill. And you were reborn, but into the same life that you've always been born into. Thanks I mean, for the money. <laughs> how many times have we had this conversation, detectives? Well, who knows? When you can't remember your lives, you can't change your lives. And that is the terrible and secret fate of all life. You're trapped by that nightmare you keep waking up into. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how good that was, but it was fun. fun.